Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, Packers fans. It is a special edition of Cheesehead TV Live. We are at the Sunday before opening day on Thursday against the Chicago Bears. That's right. We're at the Watershed in Tempe, Arizona, which is going to be our home on game days this season. We're excited to be doing this for a third straight season here in the beautiful Tempe, Arizona locale. I am Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV. Sitting beside me, Jerry Van- Jeremy Vanderlinden. That's right. It Jerry, is, Jerry Vanderlinden. I, I do just want to throw this out because I, I'm looking at the the, uh, the YouTube video. For those of you out there watching on YouTube, it is pixelated. We understand that. We are working on making our connection great so that on Thursday when we do our pregame show and we're getting ready for the Bears, you can see our beautiful faces. I mean, I, I don't know if they're beautiful, but you can watch us talk about the Packers a little more clearly. So deal with that tonight. That's the way that it is. We gave We're you the nightmare. We gave you the nightmare video last year, right. and so ever oh, since yeah. it's been that. So this is our uh, this is our test run. We're getting ready for for all of our pregame shows we'll be doing here at the Watershed. Okay, before we get into this week's show, because we got a lot to talk about. We have a couple of announcements Jeremy's going to tell you all about in terms of giveaways, and we've got a Patreon page. That's right. We do have a Patreon page. And if you haven't yet, you should check that out. We just updated the uh, we just updated the levels, and I'll pull that up real quick to share with you guys. But check out the Patreon page for sure. And then the giveaway we have a giveaway in our Facebook group, and I'll put the link up for that uh, shortly. But it is in the it is in the uh, uh, the description for the video. So if you want to find our Facebook page, you can find it in, in the description and jump in there. We are giving away an eight by ten, an autographed eight by ten of Blake Martinez. So don't miss out on that. And as far as the Patreon page, we did add some, some levels here. So at the rookie level, it's five a month. Uh, you get access to all giveaways. And we have a, uh, a, a closed chat that will just be between us and our patrons. At the veteran level, it's $10 a month. You get access to all rookie rewards as well as question priority for the show. So you'll be able to get in and ask your questions and get them on the show, uh, as well as all future Patreon-only uh, content and double entries into all giveaways. So we're doing that giveaway uh, the Blake Martinez 8x10, you would get a double entry for that. And if you sign up for Patreon today and go to the Facebook group and enter the giveaway, you will get three extra entries for becoming a patron of ours. At the All-Pro level, it's 15 a month or more if you want to give more, 15 or more. You get access to all rookie and veteran rewards. You get to help pick a word or player name of the game that Jason and I have to figure out how to fit into the show, which could get ridiculous, I am sure. Uh, let's see... You also have input on the topics to the show. So you run the show. You get to help run the show at that level. And then the MVP level, 20 or more a month. Access to all rookie, veteran, and all pro rewards. A permanent shout-out at the end of each show. As well as a Cheesehead TV shirt after three months of patronage. And the Hall of Fame level. You get access to all the other levels. And a one-time invite to be a guest on the show after three months of patronage. Does everyone so, got all that? Does everyone yeah. understand what they're Lots signing of up stuff. for? So check out the Patreon page. It is there's the 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 link is right there. Check that out. Go go. I don't know. 
pick one. Jump in. Get some stuff. Be in the chat. We'll talk to you. You talk to us. We'll have a great time. It'll be awesome. All right, so a couple things happened over these past couple days. The Packers played a preseason game on Thursday. That's been talked about a ton. We already know. They That's won. Right. They beat the Chiefs again. Final roster. Wait, hold on. She Okay. There is a fly that has been attacking us since the beginning of the night. That's true. And I just heard a clap in the distance. Somebody got that fly. It finally happened. She said it right before the show, and it did happen. No, okay. she was clapping for the Packers beating the Chiefs, but that's a great oh, story, sure. Jeremy. Thank you. Story time by the- Jeremy Vanderlinden. Sorry. All right. So the Packers had their final roster. Cutdowns were made yesterday, and then today, Sunday, the practice squad was rounded out. So we know who is on the roster. We know who's not on the roster. Let's start with probably the most surprising thing that happened which to me was Equinemius St. Brown being put on season-ending injured reserve. He's not eligible to come back now because he was IR'd before the final roster was, was done and before week one starts officially. To me, I think it obviously says the injury might have been a little bit worse than we thought, and he's going to get the whole season to recover. We are going to need him long-term. Yeah. Are you, were you okay with that? The Equinemius uh, yeah. move? Yeah. Um, no, super bummed. <laughs> I'm really bummed that... Uh, so you're I, not okay with No, it. I mean, yeah, long-term, I want him to be there, but I, I, I hate to have the guy sitting out. You know, I hate to have him sitting out this season when you know later in the season they're going to need a receiver. There's, Somebody's there's going to get hurt. Yeah, they, it will, and there's a reason for everything. Well, but the other thing, too, though, so today was interesting with the practice squad because we knew there was a good chance Darius Shepard was going to make the roster, and he did. Right. Okay, so they have six receivers on the roster. Trevor Davis stayed. Jamon Moore was cut. We knew that was probably coming. So, yep. And then you've got your, your top four in uh, Adams, Kumaro, uh, Allison, and Valdez Scantling, right? Mm-hmm. So Alan Lazard was kind of like, what is going on with him? Why aren't they signing him to the practice squad? And he ended up being the 10th guy that was signed to the practice squad. So he is currently with the Packers squad. But as it goes, if another team wants to sign him, right. I think they have the option to add him to their practice squad until – Week one officially starts, but I think that starts tomorrow. Right. And then at that point, if a team wants to sign him, they have to actually put him on their active active roster. But right. Lazard would be an option that if they have an injury, they have him to come in and play. Now, he's not going to give you what St. Brown gave you, but there's at least a little bit of a security blanket. Right. Well, here's the thing with St. Brown. Um, you know, you got guys like Geronimo Ellison is going to be – MVS and Geronimo Ellison are going to be your, your two and three mix and match either way. But – after that, it's what? You're going to bring Jake Kumaro out on the field? Sure, Jake Kumaro is fine, and he'll make some plays. But, but EQ has more talent than most of the guys on, in that group, except for MVS and Devontae Adams. I think MVS is an underrated talent. This year, we're going to see some awesome stuff, but EQ is right there. So if you had EQ, MVS, and Devontae Adams as your top three guys going in, into the future, that would be great. But I was hopeful that that would develop through this season. And so, yeah, I'm disappointed that by the end of the season, we're not going to see that happen. And the other thing is, if they would have put him on IR before the 50, before naming the 53, before making all the cuts, or after, I mean, he would have a chance to come back later in the season. So then the rest of the wide receiver group, I don't know. I'm, I, don't I, I'm okay with it. I don't, don't trust, trust it. Him. But that's part of the problem with this, with this offense is there's a lot of those positions. And then as far as Lazard making the practice squad, great. Awesome. Glad he's here. But here's the thing. Every team. Every fan base has a wide receiver or two that's an undrafted free agent that they really like and think might make the team. Every team. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, right? Yep. And so everybody was afraid, well, if you cut one of these guys, you know, it's going to get picked up by somebody else. Well, I don't think so because every team has a guy that might be you know, worth keeping on the roster. Every team thinks they have something special in a receiver. Every year. It's like that's the position where that happens. So the concern about Lazard ending up somewhere else, I, don't, I didn't think he was going to be on a 53 Maybe the reason there was a delay is 
he had an opportunity to be on another practice squad, and maybe he considered those things. But I don't think Lazard was going to be on a 53. There's a lot of that going on. Adam Pankey ended up going to the Tennessee Titans on their practice squad. He opted not to come to the Packers squad, and I think he was offered it, just decided he had a better option or better opportunity with another team. Yeah. So as far as surprise cuts, I don't think there were too many. Some people say Deshaun Kaiser they, that, that they opted for Tim Boyle. I don't think that's really a surprise. They were both not great during the, the preseason. For right. me, the biggest surprise maybe was – uh, Curtis Bolton, I know he was injured, but to cut him, right. and they didn't sign him to the practice squad, so I don't know what the deal was there because he looked like he was playing well, but maybe that was just against backups and maybe a little fool's gold, and they didn't feel like you know he's, he's going to be. I'm a little disappointed in that because clearly they liked him. In the preseason, they had him playing, and especially in practice, they had him playing a lot ahead of Ty Summers, and then that first preseason game, we saw Ty Summers a lot, right? They featured him through that first preseason game. We saw a lot of Ty Summers, and everybody thought Ty Summers is the guy behind Oren Burks. But that's not, the fa- that, that's not what they were doing in practice. It was Bolton. Bolton was the first guy getting those snaps. And then we did see Bolton play some snaps mm-hmm. before Ty Summers in game two. The injury ends up happening. In, uh, and, and now he's, I, I, I can't believe he didn't end up on IR and they didn't try to stash him. Yeah, there's a reason for it. I don't know what that reason is. But I'm encouraged by it seems like with Oren Burks being on the roster and not being put on physically unable to perform, which would have kept him out until I think week six at least, right. that he's going to be back sooner than later. He might not play this Thursday against the Bears, but I'm thinking maybe week two, week three, we see Oren Burks. And to me, Oren Burks behind Blake Martinez or with Blake Martinez is your best one-two punch. Right. So I like Curtis Bolton, but him being cut probably tells us that Warren Burks is going to be okay. So at least they're going to get their preferred tandem there. James Crawford's on the roster for now. Yeah. There's still some out veterans out there. I don't know if they're going to sign a guy. Right. You know, uh, Kiko Alonso was traded to the Saints today for former Packer Vince Beagle. So what does that say about Alonzo and, and how good he can be? Because a lot of, a lot of fans know his name. They wanted him signed. But yeah. if, he's, if he's getting traded for Vince okay, Beagle, I'm not sure how great he is anymore. It's not about his greatness or if he's like, you know, I did, nobody expected Kiko Alonso to come in and be better than Blake Martinez, but I think it's fair to say that he's probably better suited to play right now than Ty Summers. Ty Summers had a lot of tackles in the preseason, but he was also out of position a lot. And, yeah, but and he had the interception and the return for a touchdown. Great, but, awesome. He was also out of position a lot and is still raw and learning. I'd rather have Kiko Alonso in the locker room personally. And so to see him traded for, with, for, for like practically nothing, okay, uh, Vince Beagle did nothing for the Packers. It, it, was Vince Beagle an, an inter, integral part of the New Orleans defense? No, he's a special teams player. Right, special teams player. But if you bring Alonzo in, essentially, you're bringing him in, and, and then so you might not keep Summers. Are you willing to let Summers go? No. He's, he's, not, a, he's not bad. He's, he's a project, and, yeah, he wasn't great. Yeah. But you're not going to let that guy go. If you're going to keep him on the roster, clearly they like him and they right. want him. Now, Maybe they were very encouraged by the fact that, A, he led the team in tackles against the Raiders. Right. He bounced back from that terrible Baltimore game because he looked awful in that yes. week, too. And then he had the pick six. Now, listen, that was a tip ball, and yep. that was, you know, but he was in the right place, and he still made the play. I still think there's something to be said for guys that make plays that are put in front of them, whether they're playing first or fourth stringers. Yeah. So I like Ty Summers. I think he's a good third option. I don't think he's going to play a ton on defense. I think he's more of a special teams body. But I'm good with him being there. Jacob has joined the chat. He says you look older since this morning. Good. Well, it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, I'm I'm as as uh, as old as I've ever been, and and uh, yeah. Uh, so Craig, as young though, as I'll ever be. Craig said on the chat, Summers has got upside, and he's young. Agreed, and that's why you want Summers. I'm not saying that I don't want Summers on the roster. I'm just saying in game one against the Bears, do I want Ty Summers to be the guy going out to to play the Bears? 
No, I don't. I don't want that. And I don't think anybody, I don't think any Packer fans Brandy. genuinely want that. I love that. Brandy. She's here every week. What's up, Brandy? Ty Summers reminds me of that small dog that runs circles around the bulldog in the old school Looney Tunes. That is hilarious. That's also, he's, he wasn't the greatest character. That's not that. It's kind of like, it's funny and it's cute, but that's not great if you're a football player. You want to be the bulldog. Right. And he, he's, not being, he's not being deemed the bulldog, but happy oh, Labor Day weekend to Brandy. Thanks for coming back in the chat. Uh, so as far as that goes, that's that's just kind of in the on the practice squad. Sure, they brought all the guys they signed were their guys. They didn't bring anybody in from the outside, as yeah. far as I know. I I did like the group of un, undrafted free agents they had this year. So I mean, it made sense. Like especially Manny Wilkins, I was glad to have him back. Yeah, he's an, uh, he. They signed we, him to practice squad. We didn't see anything of him in the Manny games the except leap, for Manny the leap Williams and or, or, uh, Wilkins. And when we get to our guest that we have today, yeah, who is another avid Arizona State Sun Devil. He'll probably have a word or two to say about the leap. The absolute, He didn't do a Lambo leap, but Manny Wilkins' leap on Thursday right. night was one of the biggest highlights of the night. Yeah, I say Manny Wilkins didn't show us anything, and what I mean is he didn't throw the ball a lot. I was, so there, we, I was there on Thursday night, by the way, y'all. I was there in person, and so I was not ready for the light show. And We, we were in a, up in a, a skybox, and we thought when the, the Packers scored the first touchdown, we thought something was wrong with the electricity. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I thought that we had when no I was, idea. When I was watching on TV, I was like, what the hell is this? What is happening? What is, yeah. this, what is this right now? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so practice squad, I'm fine with it. It's a fine group. I'm Wilkins glad they brought a lot of their own guys back. Wilkins, he's he been the, here. Yeah. He's been learning the offense. Uh, I think that they really liked him, and that's why we didn't see him a lot. Yeah, and I think he knows the offense, and he's if he comes in, he's not going to give you anything near what Rodgers – I mean, no one gives you what Rodgers does. He, he's not even going to give you what Boyle gives you because he's just such a different player. But he knows the offense, so he's not, it's not going to be a total disaster. But I can tell you right now, Manny – there were times at ASU, too, where his feet, he, he played with his feet, and it wasn't about his arm. Yeah. And you can get away with that in college, and he won a lot of games moving around and making some throws, but he had an Akeel Harry that bailed him out, and you know now we're talking too much ASU football. Yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Real quick, Daniel says hit those like buttons. He's right. Hit yeah. those like buttons. If you're watching the video, hit the like button. Thank you so much for tuning in. So uh, why don't we do this? Because really we, we, we can get into the uh, Bears preview and talk about some other topics with regards to the roster, but we've got a special guest that we would like to bring up and introduce, and I am actually going to get up and get out of the way here for a bit. So for those of you who are not a big fan of me, this will be exciting for you. Now, most of them don't like me. It's you. You're, you're, we're, I'm staying, so if you don't like that, I'm sorry. That's what's happening. And Jason's going to go have a beer. He's going to step off and have a beer here at the water. the last thing you need is for me drinking beer. No, that's what we I'm need. I'm not going to chug a beer. That's what we that's I can't. What we, you need to get a beer and come shotgun behind I just, lost, behind I just us. lost cred with half the audience out there. All right, so. <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers can't chug a beer either, so. All right, so for those of you who are into fantasy football, this is going to be a little bit of a treat for you because our guest here is very well-versed in fantasy football, and he's also one of our, one of my teammates on the Pack-A-Day podcast. And as I mentioned, he's an ASU alum, so I'm going to get up and make way here for Tylek Tylek. 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 Now we're botching his first name. No, that would be your username at work. Tylek. Okay. Tyler Grezegorik of Tyler the Pack a Day podcast. Give it up for Tyler, everybody. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, so um, Jason's going to walk away here. Jason, um, have two beers. Yeah, really. Have two beers while you're away. And Tyler, Tyler is a first time, first time guest on the show, but really, we haven't really had, we haven't done this. We, I think we've had one time where somebody filled in for Jason last year. So, uh, uh, but nobody's come in and kicked Jason out of his seat mid-show. So, you are a, a special case here, Tyler. Thanks for joining the show. So, you're on Pack-A-Day. 
Yes. Tell, tell me about Pack a Day. What's your day that you go? Who's who's your uh, who's your co-host? So I actually go uh, on the regular every other Saturday with Mike Wendland. Okay. And uh, you know we, uh, him and I have actually been doing it since the beginning of the Pack a Day. So uh, I like to think that uh, we're <laughs> we're kind of a two piece in a pod at this point. Yeah, in time. yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're getting comfortable. I mean. Jason and I have been doing this for two years, and we're still uncomfortable next to each other. You <laughs> yeah. can tell I hate Jason. He hates me. Uh, yeah, just continuity is important. So Pack-A-Day has been going on for – you guys are o- over a year now, right? We just had, I think, episode 403. Wow. So okay. it's, been, it's been a good ride, though. So if you're looking for Packers, do- Packers Talk, Pack-A-Day will bring that to you every single day. And on Saturdays, you can listen to Tyler. All right, Tyler, so you remember what we talked about. So we can talk a little fantasy, but let's talk a little bit about uh, – They've, so they made the 53. They got that set. Who who do you see that they've put on the 53 this year? Is there is there anything that surprised you? And anyone that they put on the 53 that surprised you and will make wait, will make a big impact at some point in the season? You know, I think a guy that could really make an impact this year is Will Redmond. Okay. Um, he's a guy who was kind of flashy in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, similar to Ty Summers, he had a lot of really flashy plays, was always around the ball, seemed to just yeah. kind of be really instinctual and played fast. And I think that's important when you get to the NFL level, just playing with a proper speed. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen him finish more plays, but Will Redmond's a guy who can play corner, he can play safety, uh, highly touted coming right. into the draft. He was either a third or fourth round pick, had some injury history, which kind of dropped him down the draft boards. But a lot of talent with the guy, and I'm kind of excited to see what he can do uh, in a Mike Patton defense that really, really exemplifies players that are versatile and can play can play fast. Right. All right. Uh, so let's get into a little fan- fantasy football. And this is a Packers show, so I'm going to try to keep these questions Packers-centric fantasy questions. When is it okay to take Aaron Rodgers? You know, are we playing in a homer league here? No. I'm saying if you want to win your fantasy league and you want to go by the numbers, and that's all that matters is trying to figure out how to win, when is the best time to take Aaron Rodgers in a fantasy draft? Well, I think I'd be remiss if I said it depends on how the board has fallen. Sure. So I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers any earlier than the sixth round. Okay. But I'm also a fan of the late QB strategy. I don't take a quarterback until super late. No, I like that. I actually uh, passed Rodgers a few times this year and was going to take him in the fifth round, so mm-hmm. earlier than you, and he was snagged for me. So, uh, okay, so Rodgers go a little later. When is it okay to take Devontae Adams? Uh, you know, I'm taking Devontae Adams as early as five. Honestly, I think Devontae Adams could be the best fantasy wide receiver this year, and uh, – you know, they, they targeted him about 170 times last year. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers said they want to target him more. That's all you, that's all you need in yep, fantasy. Yep, yep. Love it. Okay. PPR league, Aaron Jones. Where are you taking him? You know, Aaron Jones is a guy that I actually recently acquired in a dynasty fantasy football league. Okay. And I've, been, I've actually been trying to trade him. And the reason is I was worried that the Packers were going to add another running back. Yeah. Um, and I'm also really concerned how they're going to use multiple running backs. So... I'm actually looking at Aaron Jones in the third or fourth round still. I would probably say fourth round is where I feel really comfortable. Nice. Third round okay. if I'm high on him. Yeah, I ended up with him in the 13th, but it's because it's a keeper league and I kept oh, him. Yeah. So I did really well with that. So, okay, great. Yeah, Aaron Jones, any concern about – and this is more than fantasy, but as a Packer fan, any concern about injuries for him? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's had a lot of soft tissue injuries, and I think that's kind of where you start to get really concerned about Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to be the lead back. Yeah. I do believe that. I fully believe he'll be the lead guy. He's going to get catches this year, something that we haven't really seen from him in the past. Yeah. Um, the screen game is going to be full, well, and alive this year, and I'm excited for that. I love so. that. That I'm so, I am so pumped for. I'm pumped for seeing them throw the ball. 
uh, throw the ball to backs. I'm excited to see the fullback catch the football. Uh, and, and you know what? I was a big Aaron Ripkowski fan. I liked Ripkowski, and they didn't really use a fullback in the traditional way, but I would love to see him playing in this offense, catching mm-hmm. the ball, because he didn't do it a lot in college. I think in college he had like six catches, right? But then when he was with the Packers, he did have a few, and every time he caught the ball, what'd he do? He'd turn around and light up the first sucker who was standing in his face. He'd kill exactly. him. And that is hopefully Danny Vitale can put some of that on, on, on tape for us this year, and we can uh, watch some fullbacks destroying fools because – I, I love the fullback position. You, it's like handing a linebacker a football and just let him just wreck people. That's, that's what I love about the fullback position. It's fantastic. I think for Danny Vitale, we actually have to figure out a chant because for all the other fullbacks, we've had oh, easy, We've had a chant, yeah. Yeah, we've had an easy one, you know, Rip and Kuhn. Like, it, right. we got to figure out what it is Well, We'll have to figure that out. In the chat, if you have any ideas what to chant when Vitale scores a touchdown, uh, let us know. So, uh, deep, deep, dark horse question. Robert Tanya, okay? Any value in a fantasy? Let's say you're in a 12-team league and you could play two tight ends. I don't know. <laughs> are you taking Robert Tunyon at any point? Not in a draft, but are you picking him up and putting him on your roster? Uh, the only time I'm ever picking up Robert Tunyon this year is if Graham goes down. Okay, I don't fully disagree, except Graham's not gone down, but he is hurt, mm-hmm. right? He's got the thumb issue. So if Graham starts off slow, are the Packers going to start pushing Tunyon out onto the field more and trying to, trying to make that work? Because... Well, a lot of people, Nagler included, really like Robert Tunyon. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you feel about him? You know, I think he's a great receiving tight end. I think he's yeah. got a lot of work to, done, uh, to do, and I think he's done a lot of work yeah. in, in his blocking game, which is just going to help him get on the field more. Uh, I think that if he can really develop as a blocker this year, he's going to take snaps away from Mercedes Lewis, yeah. a guy we haven't really seen yet. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham, as we all know, tries so hard, but yeah. simply just cannot block He's anything. just so freaking slow, <laughs> and he can't block, and it's just yes. not Jimmy Graham. It's just not Gr- Jimmy Graham. So I, I am hopeful that Bob Tanyan can make an impact mm-hmm. on the offense. I don't think he's fantasy worthy. Don't get excited for that. It was really just a dumb question I threw out for fun. <laughs> uh, but I think Robert Tanyan really quickly is going to get important snaps because of, because of the Jimmy Graham injury, and I think – he comes off the bench before Mercedes Lewis. Do you agree? Um, as a receiver. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yes. If they're in the pass and they're looking for a tight end to pass to, it's going to be him. Yes. It's going to be him. Especially and, with Jay Sternberger yeah. being hurt as well. So I can't read your name uh, because <laughs> it's pretty inappropriate, but F Life PTG did just send us uh, some, some cash in the Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says 16-0, and by the way. He believes wholeheartedly the, the Green Bay Packers are going to go 16-0. and uh, Doubt that, but uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Sure, why not? I think that uh, I need to be on the show more often if you're getting money when I'm on the show now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Tyler's going to have to be on more often for sure. Uh, Tyler, first game, the Bears. You're not going to be on the, the pregame show, so we're not, I'm not going to share my prediction because I, 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 I want to save it for Thursday. Do you have a prediction for the Bears game? Yeah, I actually think that Green Bay does pull it out. Now, it's the Bears, and it's, it doesn't matter how good they're going to be. And, you know, all the other stuff that surrounds the Bears and Packers, it's a rivalry. It's going to be close. But yeah. I think that ultimately Aaron Rodgers is going to be returning to MVP form this year. Yeah. And I think that we get a good Packers victory okay. on Thursday. Do you think it's close? I think it's within one score. Do I th- think it's about a touchdown. Okay, so it's going to be a fun game. Yes. You're going to win the game. It's going to be a fun yes. game. It's going to be intense. You might want to break your TV at some points during the game. But – it is going to be a win for the Green Bay Packers. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to save my prediction, but I like yours. I'm a big fan of that. The Green Bay Packers winning against the Chicago Bears in, in week one. Jason, you want to you come back up here? Maybe you can put your beers down. Jason's been uh, double-fisting and shotgunning beers since he left. 
So he's coming back pretty drunk. Tyler, thanks so much for coming on. We yeah, are going to have Tyler back on later in the season when Thank Jason you. is out of town. So, Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. So, Jason, the Bears, the Bears are going down in week one, according to Tyler, and that is good enough for me. And, uh, and somebody in the, get, sent us a super chat and says they're going 16-0. So 16-0 for the Packers. We got $1.99. I almost had to say the F word. Now, 16-0, that sounds like Corey Banky. I think Corey Banky's using an alias. It's actually chat. Corey sending us that super chat. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. All right. right. Tyler Grezegorik. Not Tylek. Tylek. Tyler Grezegorik, thank you for coming on the show. And if you guys are not following the Pack-A-Day podcast, check it out. It's every day. And Tyler and Mike do their thing on a weekly basis and do a great job. Yep. So that was interesting. Because Rodgers in the sixth round, like I can, this is why I don't do fantasy football. Because I, I, I pick, I'd pick him first. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not this year. Okay. I, tried, I mean, I wouldn't have taken him first, right, but I didn't so take him early. Everybody wants to get off. All right. We got our fantasy football fix out of there. We got some questions in here about um, Melvin Gordon. We've talked about this on previous, but now the Chargers are actually letting Melvin Gordon and his agents seek a trade. Are you, I mean, they're going to have to, if the team gets desperate, the, the price goes down. I mean, look what Jadeveon Clowney went to Seattle for. Yep. Right. So if the price is right, the Packers running back group right now, if you could have if you could get Melvin Gordon for like a fourth round pick, you doing it? If it gets down, if it gets that, if it gets down to that, it's hard to say no. You I mean, to pay look, him. you got to pay him, though. I hate it because I really like Aaron Jones, but I do have the questions about the injuries. And Everybody, how long is Aaron Jones actually going to last this season? Yeah. Is it, you know, and that's. That's really, to me, the most important question when it comes to Gordon. Are we going to have Aaron Jones all season? If, if so, no. I don't want, I don't, I don't want Gordon. And, it, and it's not because Gordon's not better. It's because I don't want them to have to pay Gordon when Aaron Jones has plenty of talent and yeah. will do it cheap. Yeah. That, that's paying, giving up major assets or paying a ton of money to running backs is just not a wise investment these, this day and age. And Melvin Gordon's also had some durability issues. Yep. I think everybody probably assumes when I came in and asked that question that I, I pounded those two beers that I had. Yep. So... <laughs> Ben Orak, I think I think I said that. Ben, ben Orak in the chat said, uh, "Spend the money on Clark." Yeah, well, well, that's gonna, it. I, I think they're going to bring Clark. They back. have eleven point four million in cap space. I think right now, a little more than that. Uh, and they, they they need to they need to resign Kenny Clark. There's lots of young talent on this team that they're going to want to keep around. They're going to have to resign guys. Blake Martinez is going to come up soon. And if they didn't have Blake Martinez, what the hell are they going to do at inside linebacker? Because that group is questionable at best. You could. I have mixed opinions on Blake Martinez. I don't think he's a must-sign. If he comes back, great, but I don't think he's a must-sign. If he starts wanting a ton of money and he, and he thinks he should test the market yeah. and see what's out there, somebody's going to overpay for him. You might have to just find another guy in the middle there. And it seems like Gutekunst is very much on the same page as, as Ted Thompson was. As much as they're different, right. I think Gutekunst is, big, is also not looking at inside linebacker as this big, key, vital position on the defense. Now, that perfectly segues into I've heard a lot of really good discussion about he, okay, we've got two off seasons now of Gutekunst. Is he doing a good job? Is it? Can you tell yet? You think he's doing a good job yet, or is it too early to tell? I think it's. Uh, I I think it's too early to decide he's doing a bad job, and and here's why: there has been a massive cleanup project from Ted Thompson. The mess that was left with this roster when Ted Thompson left was huge, and Brian Gutekunst has spent the last two season seasons getting rid of some of those issues. Now he has had some mistakes of his own, Deshaun Kaiser. You know, that, that sucks. There, there have been mistakes this year that we've watched him move away from very quickly. Jamon. Jamon Moore. He was in the room when Josh Jones was drafted. That was Ted's pick, but I think he was in the room. Right. Boomer Fitness says this is a three-year project, and I agree. Oh, yeah. 
up. I mean, he, it, there's so much to clean up, so it, much to fix. I would never say he's doing a bad job. I right. like the fact that he's departing from the traditional things we've seen over ten years, and we got tired of. You know, you, one of the things that we should probably talk about too is the number of undrafted free agents on this team. Once again, this is a story for the Packers. Two years removed from Ted Thompson, but they're still relying on some of these young guys. Jerry Shepard yep. is a perfect example. Curtis Bolton would have been one. Yep. Then you got Lazard on the practice squad. Right. Is that Goot saying, hey, listen, there's still a chance you find a gem amongst these guys, or is that still part of the whole cleanup from Ted? I mean, you can only pay so many guys, so it's still a right. bit of an equation. I, I think it's a – like like I said, they only have $11.5 right now on the, in the cap. In cap right? space in cap right, space, right now. Space, right? Yep. So who are you going to pay with $11.5 uh, I saw somebody said Melvin Gordon wants $10 million a year. So you have $11.5 million. He wants $10 million. The math is not very good. So what do you do to fix to fill this roster when you have that many holes and that many things to fix from Ted Thompson and, and the poor drafts that he had on his way out? And I love Ted, and he was fantastic, but this roster was a huge train wreck at the end, and now they're, they're, they're fixing it by being cheap, right? It, it's, it's, it's like going in debt and getting out of debt. Once you get into debt, you need to do some drastic things to get out of it, right? He's doing the same thing with the roster. The roster is in debt, and he is fixing the debt by going cheap in certain spots. And yeah, it sucks. We're going to watch a bunch of undrafted free agents in a lot of spots. The inside linebacker group really could use some help. Well, corner even. Corner? Tremont's not getting paid a ton. Kadar Holman's a, right. a rookie. It's a cheap group. Shannon Sullivan yeah. is an undrafted free agent too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I think Gutekunst is doing a fantastic job with what he was handed. It was a messy thing that he's cleaning up now, and hopefully – Next year, we'll start to see the benefits of that. And if they can win with the undrafted free agents that they have, fantastic. This team is, this team is moving in a great direction. And, and there have been, like Tony Brown has ha had a great camp. And he might be, if Kevin King, well, he said, they said he is going to play. But is he going to be, he's going to start, right? So he Tony Brown's going to be the number today, three. So he will be, he will be starting on week. So Tony Brown is the third corner. He's the I third like corner it, yeah. right I like now. Tony Brown a lot. And that's fantastic. And, and that's an undrafted guy. And if that's the kind of thing that you can do with your roster, I mean, look at Sam Shields yeah. and how important that was for the Green Bay yep. Packers when they won their Super Bowl to yeah. have an undrafted guy to come in and develop the way that he did. Can't always live and fantastic. die by it, but it's it's right. good that it's good when they pan out. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely good when they pan out. So, all right. So then, what is your if you had to pick a spot, a roster spot that's most concerning to you? Then, which where is it? I think it's there's two of them really. It's tight end and it's linebacker. The tight end group to linebacker me. Linebacker overall or inside? Inside, inside linebacker okay. specifically. Sorry. Uh, tight end, there's just not enough depth there. With with Jimmy Graham being what he is, I still have high hopes that Jimmy Graham can have a decent season. Okay, The bold prediction at the at the uh, before training camp started was 10 touchdowns. And really, I, I, I like that, but mostly just for fun because I like to let the homer in me have a little fun sometimes. But realistically – that's not really a guy that I want them to go to war with every week. Jimmy Graham is slow. He's not. He is not Jimmy Graham. He's yeah, not if, the same guy. Yeah, and but so you then know, Robert Tunyon. Like, do you trust though? Do you trust if he starts struggling that Goot and Matt Lafleur are pretty quickly going to look at Tanyan and Sternberger as options over yes. Jimmy Graham, and he'll get buried on the depth chart, and they're not mm. going to wait all season like McCarthy was with you've earned the right to start and then until week nine you'll be the starter and I'll just keep rolling the same offense and doing the same crap that I've been doing that isn't working. I think this regime would make the change and try to upgrade. And Sternberger didn't look bad in the one game he finally got in a preseason game. Right. He looked okay. Unfortunately, he got hurt. So well, yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully he can avoid that crap happening. But, I, yes, yeah. they are going to play him more. Right, and they should. If Jimmy Graham plays poorly, it's going to be Bob Tanyan 
Sternberger's getting worked in at every possible opportunity. They're going to give him chances. He's a third rounder. He's a third rounder. You got to get him going. You got to get him. You got to get him in his part. So my positions of concern are obviously fullback because there's only one fullback. I that's totally a joke. I'm not serious at all. (laughs) You dick. But I want to see. Hold on. Let me just see. Let me see. Somebody wrote something in the chat. They're gonna. There's gonna be a bunch of of uh, digs on the chat. Wow. It went. It kind of went quiet for a second. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're behind us, Jason. They haven't heard the atrocity that you just spit out onto the show. Yeah, fullback's a huge concern. Yeah, no. Full, no. Um, I, I would have say – Hold I, on. So, so, so running back, to me, is fine given who they have and if they're healthy. Yeah. But if Aaron Jones gets hurt, it's an immediate area of concern for me. Are you more concerned about that group than the linebacker? No. Well, my, Inside my two – so my two areas – where I am probably a little bit more concerned are for me, it's corner. Yeah. Because I don't know how much we can count on King. If he can stay healthy, I'm a little bit leery. I've been kind of shell shocked there. So I'm like, okay, he's got to prove to me. He can be healthy. Jair. We know is going to be really good as long as he's in the, in the game. I like Tony Brown, but Tony Brown, I don't know how consistent he was last year. I'm not remembering how well he played. No, Tony Brown had some issues last year. Regularly. Especially and Josh Jackson, like, I, you know, I don't know. So that's the thing is, like, they've got guys, and they've got bodies and guys that know the defense that were here last year, but they weren't, you know, and Tremont is another year older. They weren't shut down great guys. Nothing. So it's all about the depth. And the depth right now, if you had to put Kadar Holman out there against starters, I don't know if he's going to look as good as he has in yeah. the preseason. He'll be a big special team contributor, but it, and Shannon Sullivan, same thing. I don't know if I trust those guys against ones. I mean, it's almost the same thing as – I mean, Shannon Sullivan's essentially Ladarius Gunter yeah. 2.0. I'm, ha- I'm happy with the depth at corner, though, because Ladarius Gunter had to play is what, your third at times? Yeah. Second right. corner at right. times? It was not good. And well, Shannon that was a different Sullivan's regime. not going to have yeah. to do that. This group is fantastic. Well, and they only have $11 million to work with. You've got to be smart with how you – you got to be smart with how you spend it, and, and if you save some for during the season, if somebody gets hurt, that you can sign a veteran or bring somebody in. So the the punter for the Chiefs was Colquitt. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. he got cut. The, the, the Vikings just signed him. So the left-footed punter that we just saw in preseason game number four will be punting for the Vikings, or at least he's, he's on their roster oh, now. The Vikings, uh, the Vikings, so the Vikings are going full 2003 Green Bay Packers, and they're bringing in the left-footed uh, BJ, their version of BJ Sander to kick. Actually, Cole quits a pretty good kicker, pretty good punter. Um, so I, I would say cornerback, and if I had to pick another group, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I go inside linebacker just because the depth is so unproven. Yeah. But I'm not convinced that they can't mitigate that with some of the other other areas. Now, you could also say, even though everybody feels good about Darnell Savage, and by the way, there's some – very, very disappointed Packers fans. Did we talk about this already? Did you mention no, this? No, we, we have not. Some disappointed about it. Packers fans out there who went out and got Darnell Savage Jr. jerseys number twenty-six when he was drafted, and he just changed his number to twenty-one. So the good news is we have a twenty-one in the secondary because we all feel good about that, right? You've got a really good history with that number, except for the last guy. We won't even mention his name. Charles Woodson wore number twenty-one. Craig Newsom was twenty-one way back in the day. Who else is worn twenty one? Am I forgetting anybody? I'm just Probably. Listen, I'm listening. To, I'm getting a history lesson. I don't know. Whatever. So twenty one. But those two, those two names alone, and Charles Woodson by himself makes me feel feel good about the number twenty one. Yeah. So did yeah. I? Did, am I? Am I? I'm trying to think. If you know any twenty ones out there in the chat, you throw them out there. We, we'll we'll list them off. Yeah. Um, was it? Is there another Colquitt? Was Colquitt with the Browns? I don't know. I think Colquitt's been around the league. Like I, I don't think he was just with the Chiefs. Maybe it wasn't. So, him. 21. 
Wes Craven has taken some uh, taken a break from making movies and is letting us know that they are related. So there must be another second cold quit or something like that. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Wes. I know our kicker news is very exciting. We're going to um, actually the whole second half of the show is like a biography we're going to read about Mason Crosby. So stick around okay, for that. Daniel, it's going to be great. Daniel, I didn't mention uh, Ahmad Carroll on purpose. Thank you for bringing him up in the chat now. And now well, all that yeah, terrible, terrible vibe has been brought but, to But, okay, did Ahmad Carroll ruin the number 21 enough? That Charles Woodson couldn't yes. fix it. No, he did ruin it enough, and Charles Woodson, thank God, came in and redeemed it. Okay, so I'm fine with the number so 21, Ma- Ahmad- but mostly because of 21 Savage. Ahmad Carroll was the, literally the trash can on fire. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I remember watching opening day in 2005 and him trying to line up against, I think it was, um, who was that, that receiver out of USC that was like trying to come out of college early, and it was Mike... Uh, I got nothing. Mike. I'm looking at the chat talk about 21 Savage, Michael Jordan, Ahmad Carroll. It's kind of going crazy in there with names. Anyway, and everybody's mad at you anyway, because of Ahmad, Ahmad Carroll. Ahmad Carroll looked like complete garbage. And I sat there and I – this is before I – I sat there and watched the formation. Ahmad Carroll gave like a 10-yard 10, 10 cushion and they were in the red zone. The Lions were. And you know their quarterback was garbage. I don't even know who it was in 2005. And I was like, here, look right here. Problem up here. Touchdown. I, I pointed to it on the TV before the snap even happened. And sure enough, he got beat badly for a touchdown. I hate being right when stuff like that happens. But I right. would like to remind those right. of you. Right. No, no, no. Hold on. I would like to remind most of you <laughs> who. T, this is what I do. Last year when the Packers played in Chicago, I made a prediction about something that would happen in that game. And it did. And I hate you. And we're not going to talk about it. And you're not allowed to make predictions like that anymore. And I hate you. And stop it. Tyler, was it Dustin Colquitt then? Yeah, Dustin Colquitt. Okay, so he is still with the Chiefs then, I guess. Okay. Britton Colquitt is the other, other the, one. the guy that's going to the, uh, to the Vikings. Now, right. I don't know if he's left-footed then. What else we got on the list? What's next? What are we talking about? Let's move away from punters and kickers and the Vikings and their sadness and whatever. Do you get – okay, so Jadavion Clowney, I mentioned earlier, he went to the Seahawks, and a lot of Packers fans, when a name is available for trade or gets cut, want that name to come in and save the day. Yeah. Do you get disappointed when the Packers don't pull the trigger on a, on a move like that? I do because my initial response is always emotional, okay? I get pissed. Surprise. But, but luckily for me, I always – I'm always talking about the Packers, and I always end up talking to Jason about the Packers, and we have a conversation, and it forces me to think through the reality of the situation. Yes, I wanted Jadavion Clowney. Hell no, it didn't make any sense to do that. You just paid two outside mm-hmm. linebackers. Right. You can't pay a third one yeah, that and was my stuff th- that much money into one position group on the team. You and just I, can't I think, do I it. I think fans just want to see a team like go all in and just do, do some stuff. You know, and like make a big move, make a big splash, and yep. make my Sunday night more exciting than it was before. But there are a, there's a trickle down effect from that. There's financial, yep, roster depth chart, player development. Like you mentioned, the whole inside linebacker and Kiko Alonso thing, and so you're going to take away snaps from Ty Summers. And if you're keeping Summers, you need him to be able to play at some point. Hopefully, to when you're in a game where Rodgers has lit the world on fire, and they can bring their subs in in the fourth quarter. You got to get him those snaps. If you bring in a clowny, he's t- or uh, you know you bring in a, another or a, another or Alonzo. He takes snaps away from those guys. That so you're that's, trying to develop, and you hope that in the future you can make an impact. We're not in the room when they when they place their value, and you know, hey, listen, the coaching staff may have gotten into a huge haymaker fight over who they were going to keep. It happens every year. You've got coaches that have an opinion. You got Brian Gutekunst has an opinion. Matt Lafleur, everybody petting. 
there there could have been some dogfights over this roster. You yep. have no idea how close it was maybe between guy number one or guy number two. Yep. I don't know. Uh, Katie in the chat says she loves our Facebook group. Thank you so much for answering all of her questions. And now everyone in the chat is going through their, their – they're showing off their history knowledge and who wore what number and all kinds of stuff. Uh, good news, Ahmad Carroll wore 28. So that's – So that was, a wasted, that was a wasted conversation. I wasted we'll delete it. that out of the show later. We'll okay. just delete it. Probably okay. take it out. Probably should take it out. <laughs> all right, so as far as everything else goes, so we're going to do – a preview show before the Bears game. And it's going to take place about, what, 40 minutes before the game kicks off? That's right. So we'll be live on Cheesehead TV. So a lot of the game preview stuff we're going to save for that show. The one thing I can say, it's Bears week. So we can't not acknowledge it. It's an exciting week of the year. The Packers start out against a divisional opponent on the road. I'm a huge fan when the road games come early. I like to get those out of the way. The game in Chicago and the game in Minnesota are two games I like to see earlier than later. Ugh. So this I'm stressed about it. This game though is one that this and the Eagles game are two games I think that are going to tip the scales of this season for the Packers. So if they can steal this game week 1 because yeah. I think that's what's going to have to happen if the Packers are going to win. I don't I don't Week one, I don't know if I like their chances on the road. I think they'll play okay. I just don't know if they'll win. But if they can steal that game, and then in three weeks they host the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday Night Football at Lambeau Field, if they win both of those games, this year's Packers could really surprise them. And then if they do win both of those games, I – think it's very conceivable that they could win 11 but yeah. that's a very 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 upside yeah if they can yes I absolutely agree with that we so we are getting a couple questions in the chat and we're kind of winding down but I did want to ask this one stymie asked will there be enough pass rush to help the corners develop to help relieve the corners excuse me to help relieve the corners will there be enough pass rush to relieve the corners what do you think I don't know I I I, I really I we didn't see enough of the starters and, and the actual defense they're going to run this preseason to know what they're going to do. So everyone's like, oh, they'll be fine. Rashawn Gary wasn't trying hard enough, and Zadarius Smith's going to light the world on fire, and Kenny Clark's going to play. Yep. I'm not sure. I mean, they're going to be working out the kinks and playing for the first time in a long time. I don't know if they're going to come out of the gate hot and heavy. It just doesn't seem to be the way the Packers work, but this is a new era. It's a new culture. Right. Um, and I disagree. I disagree. You think I, they'll come out hot? I think they're going to come out steaming hot. I think they are going to be freaking pissed. And it's going to be some nasty football from a defense that has to redeem itself for so many years of absolute trash. And they have added to that defense. They've added to that pass rusher group. With guys last year, the, 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 the outside linebacker group last year was nowhere near the talent that they have right now. And it's not to say that Clay was never that talented but he, last year he was not he he's old good. he's slow he's not what he and, used to and be and Fackrell had two games where he got a bunch of sacks and that's why his numbers well, look good I'm not talking but that about Kyler freaking Fackrell but I'm saying that that was those were the most effective outside rushers that they had Nick Perry was a zero yep and who else did they have Reggie Gilbert he didn't do anything right Wes Craven says uh Patton's scheme will be awesome and I agree so uh, I was talking about this before the show with somebody here in the bar uh Rashawn Gary slow start to the preseason you just wait because we are going to see him get an open look at getting to the quarterback because that's what this scheme is going to do. It's going to be later in the season, though. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's going to – It could happen literally right out the gate because that's what the scheme does. It's not anything that we have to depend on Rashawn Gary to do. We need to depend on Rashawn Gary to be the freak athlete that he is, and Mike Pettin will figure out how to get him to the quarterback. That's what this scheme does, and that's what he's going to be trying to do. You know what's happening right now, Jeremy? As soon as we started talking about the season starting in the Bears week, the sun came out, but it's raining. So the sun is out, but it's raining here in Tempe, so we're going to get a rainbow. It's 
It's going to be a good season. By the oh, way, Jake Westendorf wanted to congratulate me on the 30th anniversary of Motley Crue releasing Dr. Feelgood. Listen, jerk face, I actually had that album, and I listened to it, and I enjoyed it, even though it's not my genre of music, but I did have that particular album, and I, I still like it to this day. And whenever any of those tracks come on, I don't turn them off on the radio. So, yeah. actually, I'm going to thank you very much for, for knowing something about your oh co-host on Pulse of the Pack. Oh, my goodness. All right. Jake is about to become a father, and you can tell the stress is really getting to him. He's he's going to name his child Rashawn. Making these off weird off-color comments in the chat now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So thank you for sticking with us here and dealing with the camera issues we're having. The uh, Well, really, it's the Wi-Fi. So if you want to support us, you can check out the Patreon page. Maybe we'll buy better Wi-Fi by next week. Who knows? But we will improve that. We'll get the kinks out of this, and that's why we're here today, so that on Thursday we can bring you the tip-top pregame show that we like to create. So we're looking forward to that. It is Bears week. The freaking Bears. The All Bears right. still suck. I don't. Do I have that here? I no, that's a Bears still suck. You got that sound bite? Uh, <laughs> let me know when I don't you're going to queue it up. You okay. All right, so I was just in Green Bay this past week. It was a fa- phenomenal experience. I've never been there for a preseason game. I've never been there when I could wear shorts, which was nice. Stadium View has a new, completely renovated bar, second level. Really cool. They did a really yeah. good job with it. Hit up some of the other spots there. But I get reminded every time I go there of – our sponsor and how close the Ticket King office is to Lambeau Field. It's really it's a great option if you want to pick up your tickets. You don't want to get scammed by somebody who's sending them electronically. If you're old school, you want to pick up your tickets. You want to have something in your hand to take with you. That is a great place to go. It is literally right across the street from Lambeau Field. And they, for all of your Wisconsin sports needs and, and venues and events, the TicketKing.com is a great, great option. We don't give them enough love on the show. So I wanted That's to right. mention them before we sign out. Any final thoughts? Facebook, join the Facebook group, facebook.com backslash. Excuse me, I was corrected a few times last week, so let me say this correctly. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CHTV Live. Join the Facebook group. We are doing a giveaway. Get that uh, Blake Martinez 8x10. You can win that this week. We'll be giving that at halftime of the Bears game, the Bears-Packers game. So we're looking forward to doing that giveaway. Also, follow Jason on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. Do not follow me. It is worthless. I hate Twitter, and it sucks. So, at Jason Perrone, at CHTV Live, follow those guys. Follow those guys. And we'll be back on Thursday for opening night. Football is finally here. It counts. It's for some of the marbles. It's Packers, Bears, Thursday Night Football. As always, go Pack Go. This has been Cheesehead TV Live. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.